Ladies and gentlemen, we are live for MMA Sucker Radio. This is MMA fight music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Sucker Radio with your host, Jeremy Brand. Be sure to catch all your mixed martial arts news and interviews and updates at www.mmasucker.com. Welcome back, fight fans. Another episode of Sucker Radio for your listening pleasure here on MMASucker.com, as well as last word on Sports.com. If you don't know what that site is, I say it at the beginning of every episode. They have all things sports related. Um, check it out if you're interested in any type of sports, including mixed martial arts. They have a ton of great podcasts over there. So make sure you check out lastwordonsports.com. It is Fight Week, UFC International Fight Week 2015, and we have some action for you guys. This weekend, there are two UFC events on Saturday, the biggest fight card of the year, UFC 189. And on Sunday, we have the Tough 21 finale, also known as UFC Fight Night, Ellenberger versus Thompson. That uh, fight card is going down on Sunday, and on Thursday night... People are treated to a little bit of ladies' action inside the cage. Christiana Cyborg Justino takes on Faith Van Duen in the main event at Invicta FC 13. This goes down in Vegas as well at the Cosmopolitan. Um, Should be a good one. Three championships on the line for that card. I'll talk about that a little later on. My guest for this week is none other than then Sarah Morris, she trains at Toshido with the likes of Matt Dwyer, um, where Rory McDonald used to train with uh, head coach David Lee, a guy who doesn't get touted nearly enough for the fighters that he's produced and pushed inside the octagon and uh, locally in British Columbia as well. So I'll talk to Sarah Cheesecake Morris a little later on in the show. But I want to talk about the fights coming up this weekend. UFC 189, Saturday night. It is the big one. You know, Conor McGregor. You might know the name. You might know who he is. He's He's got the entire world on his shoulders right now. And uh, hopefully things go as planned. He's facing off against late replacement Chad Money Mendez. You guys all know that now. It's Ireland versus USA. McGregor coming in as the slight favorite still at this point. Uh, both of them hold a 17-2 and record, interestingly enough. The same record's coming into this bout, but it's a much tougher matchup for Conor McGregor than Jose Aldo was because Mendez brings in that wrestling pedigree, and we've said it time and time again, we're not sure how McGregor is going to fare against that. The guy's grappling and takedown abilities are are ridiculous. Um, Chad Mendez has 100% takedown defense, as does Conor McGregor, though, which is interesting. But those are only um, that only counts the UFC, and and Conor McGregor has only had a handful of UFC fights, so that is calculated amongst that. Uh, we will see how that fight goes. Also on this fight card in the co-main event, I know a lot of people are complaining that this one isn't promoted enough. And I have to agree, I don't think it has been promoted enough. Um, seeing them on the countdown show, Robbie Lawler 
UFC welterweight champion taking on Rory McDonald. It was nice to see them on the countdown show and, and, and get the recognition that they deserve because Robbie Lawler is a guy who has that belt. He's the, the new coming of Robbie Lawler this past year in 2014. We saw the guy have a career resurgence and uh, become significantly improved. He he earned the title against Johnny Hendricks and now the up-and-coming superstar from Canada out of TriStar, Rory McDonald, is there to state claim and prove that he is the man who should be at the top of the 170-pound ladder. Dennis Bermudez versus Jeremy Stevens on the card as well. Gunnar Nelson versus Brandon Thatch. And kicking off the pay-per-view, Brad Pickett versus Thomas Almeida. It's a great fight card from top to bottom. Um... The preliminary card has Matt Brown versus Tim Means. Mike Swick makes his return to the octagon against Alex Garcia. Cathal Pendred takes on uh, John Howard. And Cody Garbrandt takes on Henry Briones. Should be a great card, as I said, from top to bottom. Saturday, July 11th, live on pay-per-view. Sunday, we have... As I said, the Ultimate Fighter 21 finale in the main event. It is Jake Ellenberger taking on Steven Wonderboy Thompson. That is a fight that isn't getting the credit it should deserve because this one could have fireworks written all over it. Um, Ellenberger looking to get back in there and and continue on his winning ways after that Josh Koscheck fight. Um, he was a little down and out prior to that. But he's still ranked at number 9 in the welterweight division. And a win over Wonderboy is, is going to look good on his record. But for on the other side of things, Wonderboy coming in there and knocking off the juggernaut could be huge for his mixed martial arts career. He's 10-1. and one. He's got the big kickboxing background. And uh, let's see what he can do. If he can keep this fight on the feet, um, Wonderboy could have his way with Ellenberger. We've seen Jake knocked out in the past. And uh, it, it could happen again, but you never know. That's what's so great about the MMA game. Jorge Masvidal is on the card against Carlos Diego Fajaya. Uh, Michelle Watterson makes her UFC debut against none other than Angela Magana. And uh, that's that's about it on that card that, that I really want to talk about. Russell Doan as well, actually, against Jared Sanders. It's a great card from uh, top to bottom, as I'm saying about both these cards. I'm, I'm really excited about this weekend's fights. Uh, this one is free on TV. You can't, you can't go wrong with that. And uh, it's also got the tough 21 finals uh, between American Top Team and Black Zillions. So let's get right into my first guest. Um, after that, I will come back and talk Invicta FC 13 and any other news that popped up along the way. She is set to take on Jessica Andrade at UFC Fight Night 71 after more than a year layoff. Please welcome Kelowna BC's Sarah Morris to Sucker Radio. Sarah, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now... I have to ask, what the heck is going on? I mean, what have you been doing with your time? You've had over a year layoff. You haven't fought since the Ultimate Fighter finale. What have you been doing with your time? Um, I've been training, just waiting for a fight. So I've been at the gym every day since my last fight, pretty much. 
Which is crazy. We're, 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 I mean, I heard there was a, a nagging injury at some point there. Was there not? Um, yeah, I had I had a back injury going into my last fight, so that was bugging me for for a few months afterwards. But by the beginning of this year, I've been waiting for a fight. So watching fights, I know I've seen you coaching up in Vancouver for Battlefield, seeing your teammates fight inside the octagon for the very first time. How much did that make you itch to get back in there? Um, you know, I I always want to get back in there, and it's always more nerve-wracking when you're watching someone on your team fight than when it's actually you fighting. So, yeah, it's it's pretty different, and, I mean, it'd be nice to fight again. It'd be nice to fight locally, but it seems like I can't get on a Canadian card either. <laughs> why do you, Why do you think it took so long? Uh, I, I have absolutely no idea. I think maybe t- something to do with the Reebok deal, not wanting, I don't know. They, did, they didn't it, give you any reasoning? No, they just kept apologizing and saying next week, and then the next week they'd say, sorry, next week we'll have something for you for like five months. Well, so you were in contact with them over, over the year, obviously, yeah? Yep, every single week, basically. My goodness. Now, I saw your tweet um, out there that you were ready to fight men. What was going through your head when there were no phone calls from Sean Shelby and you were contacting them every week? Because obviously it, it got to the point where you're, you're posting stuff on, on Twitter just trying to get their attention. Yeah, um, you know, it sucks, especially since I know that there's other females looking for fights too, so... I, I don't really get the point of it. I don't I don't know why they think that there has to be certain matchups when there's only like 25 of us or so in the weight class. I mean, after a few fights, we will all fought each other anyways. So I don't I don't get the point of having the perfect matchup or anything like that. It's like just get us some fights. Well, what do you what do you think of the women's division and the way they're promoting it? I mean, obviously you've been out of action for a year, but there are the top two or three people that they have their eyes and, and sight set on, and you're saying they want to make the perfect matchup, but do you feel like they're promoting the women's division the way they really should be? Um, probably not. I don't, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to it. I mean, like, I just want to fight. <laughs> For sure, and, and that you will do. You'll take on the always dangerous Jessica Andrade in San Diego. Um obviously you were extremely excited when you found out that you got the fight. What were your thoughts when you found out that you had the Brazilian as your opponent? Um, we were excited. We actually asked for this fight. So we got it along with many other people that we asked for. This is one of the fights we asked for. So just trying to put ideas out there to try and get some sort of fight. So I'm glad that this actually happened. Although it's still, even after, I was like waiting for it to get announced because I hadn't got a fight contract yet. So I was like still on edge about it actually happening when they said it was going to happen because I got offered a few other names before that saying that it's going to be either this person or this person and we'll get back to you next week. And then it didn't end up being any of the people they suggested earlier than that. So, um. Yeah, I was glad when I got the fight contract and when they actually announced it on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. No kidding. What made you want Jessica in this matchup? 
Um, I think I think she's a tough fight. She I've been wanting to fight someone top ten. I think she's top thirteen, so it's pretty close. And before her last fight, she was in the top ten. And she's also fought uh, Rosie Sexton, who I trained with for a year and lived with uh, out in England when I made my pro debut. So I kind of want to fight her because of that. Yeah, now she is known for her finishing rate, whether it's submissions, knockouts. Um, I know in your in your last fight, your first UFC appearance against Alexis Dufresne, you said following that fight, you wanted to find out who the better ground fighter was. Um, now, what are your expectations for this fight and how do you see it playing out? Um, you know, I, ex- I expect her to be super aggressive. Uh, you know, we're all talented fighters at this level, so it's going to be a fight. Um, obviously I see it going to the ground. Uh, that's, that's where I like to be, where I can hit someone and they can't really hit me. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I'm ready for it wherever it goes. And I'm just, I'm just looking forward to getting in there and, getting the win being that you have been out of action since your first octagon appearance does this sort of feel like your ufc debut all over again um it seems like every fight feels like it's my first fight never (laughs) mind my first ufc debut or whatever like like even before that it was a year before my last fight that i had fought when i was in the house and i got three fights in five and a half weeks there but before that it was another year before that fight and I had three fights that year, but before that, it was two years before that fight. So it seems like every fight, I'm <laughs> I got ring rust, and I'm just trying to, you know, get over the nerves and everything that goes along with fighting. Although I don't know if the nerves ever really go away. <laughs> so, needless to say, if all goes right in San Diego, you would like to return to the octagon in 2015. Yeah, hopefully a couple times. It'd be nice not to have to work a full-time job at the same time. You're doing that now? Yeah, I took I took the last month off, but yeah, so money's tight. No kidding. <laughs> but um yeah, I've been I've been working full-time as well while I've not been fighting. Is your day job flexible with hours like so you're able to make it to the gym daily and whatnot? Um, well, I work at the post office as a contractor, so I cover people's routes while they're gone. So it starts like I get there at 4.30 in the morning, and I'm done when I'm done. So luckily I'm a fast worker, so I'm done before training. No kidding. Now, following this fight, if as I said, if all goes right, you do want to get back in there. Are there people on your radar? Because you said Jessica wasn't the only one that you asked for. Um, will you call someone out following this fight? Because, I mean, you might want to make yourself heard after not being in there for some time. Um, you know, there's, there's quite a few people that I'd like to fight. I have a feeling I'm going to fight most of them anyways. Um... I don't know. It's not really my style to, like, call people out. Seems like it works for people, though. I know. I just, I, I don't know. It's. I think it's sort of, like, it comes across as douchey a lot of the time. <laughs> I, like, I mean, I just want to fight. You know, I want to put on a good fight. I don't, I don't get it when people talk a bunch of shit about it or I don't don't know it's not really my thing you know I just want to fight I don't really care about the media spotlight or anything like that you know so it sucks that I had to go to Twitter and everything for this last fight I probably delayed it as long as I could before I really really wanted a fight but yeah yeah it did seem like you put a little bit of pressure on them by doing that yeah 
yeah, I think it helped. <laughs> I got a fight shortly after that. But yeah. You obviously feel like you you deserve a top 10 opponent with a victory here, correct? Yeah, I think so. How cool will it be to travel to San Diego? You not only have your coach David Lee in your corner, but also Matt Dwyer, your teammate, will be fighting on the same card. Yeah, um, it's actually pretty nuts because I haven't fought on the same card as a teammate since I was an amateur. <laughs> so I've never like fought professionally with someone else. So to me, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of excited about it, but at the same time, you know, like I like all the attention to be about me when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I kind of have to share it this time. So I'm, some of me is looking forward to it. Some of me is not. <laughs> you you don't mean media spotlight. Cause you said you don't really care about the media spotlight. You mean all of David's attention. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm cutting weight and you know, being a little princess. <laughs> <laughs> I like, yeah, I like to have all the focus sort of on me, you know, warming up, getting ready for the fight, will, everything like that. Will there be others from Toshido making the trek down with you guys? Um, yeah, uh, Cleve Bentley is going to come down with me. He's a fighter from our team, and I, th- I think that's about it from our team going to come. I think Matt's got uh, one of his bosses coming down to us sort of come corner him, sort of enjoy the spotlight a bit. Nice, nice. Now, what do you think of Matt's fight? Um, I know Alan actually, Alan Joban, who he's facing, called him out and asked to fight Matt Dwyer, which I I don't want to say that I was surprised, but I was a little bit surprised because Alan seems like a guy who's come from a big spotlight in the RFA and he and he's got a name's name behind him, whereas Matt's coming from, you know, the local scene, the Battlefield Fight League, and he made his UFC debut and then he had the big Superman knockout. And I was surprised that Alan called him out. I, I think this is a big step up in competition for Matt. How do you see his fight playing out? Um, you know, Matt... I'll- I think every single one of Matt's fights has ended in a knockout, a couple where he got knocked out. But, (laughs) you know, I definitely see a knockout happening again. um, I don't know much about his opponent. I don't really follow the UFC very much. But I know Matt was really excited when when his opponent actually called him out on Twitter because he was was actually thinking that that would be a great fight for him anyways. So he, he was, yeah, he was pretty surprised and happy about it when it happened. Being that this fight is in July, it's summertime, you'll be in San Diego, will you guys be taking advantage of of being down in California following this fight for a little bit? Um, No, I actually booked a trip to Thailand for after this fight so I can get some training out there if my body's still all right after this fight. And um, just a little bit of relaxation and massages for cheap and just, you know, to get my head back into everything and just, you know, a nice relaxing vacation after, that, after going through that's camp, pretty sweet, a yeah. fight camp that never was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you will be training while you're down there, which should be fun. I mean, you'll, you'll be able to tighten up your stand up game. Where do you plan on training? Do you have any of that lockdown? Um, I don't at the moment. I was like, we're going to be traveling, around quite a bit so i'm just hoping to stop by different gyms pay someone to hold pads for me so i really learn a lot rather than just running for 20 kilometers a day and not getting much one-on-one so yeah i'm looking forward to that just getting different pad holders different opinions 
um, different feedback. And yeah. For sure. Now, finally, the nickname is Cheesecake. Have you searched out um, Cheesecake Spots for following this fight in San Diego? And what will be your favorite go-to cheesecake flavor after a victory? Ooh, that's a tough question. I haven't done much research on cheesecake after the fight. Um, I generally have a cheesecake party (laughs) after my fight where everyone brings cheesecake. Lots of people make their own, but it's all different varieties that end up coming. And we just hang out on cheesecake. So this time it's going to be after I get back from Thailand, but I'm already starting to plan it. Um, uh, like I got so many favorites, but I think, uh, pumpkin cheesecake's probably my favorite. Nice. She is Sarah Morris. She'll take on Jessica Andrade at UFC Fight Night 71. Um, Sarah, just let people know where they can get a hold of you in the social media universe and any, uh, shout outs you'd like to give right now. The floor is yours. Um, follow me on Twitter at Sarah Cheesecake. I think my Instagram's the Sarah Cheesecake. I'm not sure if there's more on the end of it or not. And like me on Facebook at the Sarah Cheesecake. And maybe a shout out to Reebok. Maybe they can give me a better sponsorship deal. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Reebok, what are your thoughts on all that? I mean, I saw you post on on Facebook that you were having a good chuckle because of all the mistakes with the spelling and whatnot. I'd love to personally get my hands on a Gibbler Melendez t-shirt or a jersey if I could. <laughs> I know. I can't even call him by his real name anymore. When we talk about him, we all say Gibbler. <laughs> I, I know. When, oh, when, I, when he busted, when he failed his post-fight drug test last week, which which happened last week or earlier this week, I... I actually just about wrote in the post title, Gibbler, just just because. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I know. It's, it's pretty ridiculous, but I guess, I, I don't know. I guess we got to see how it all plays out. I mean, none of us know much yet. I mean, I haven't tried on anything. I haven't seen anything that I'm supposed to get. I don't know if I have to wear it like 24-7 while I'm there or not. Um, yeah, so a lot of it's still a mystery to me, so I'm hoping that things work out for the better, but, uh, at the moment, I'm not sure about it. (laughs) I think $95 is a pretty steep price tag for a shirt as well. (laughs) I know, I'd never pay that for a shirt. (laughs) I I think 15 bucks is, like, my limit, (laughs) so... (laughs) That's awesome. Sarah, all the best in San Diego uh, in a couple weeks' time here, UFC Fight Night 71. Can't wait to see you get back in there. Thanks. Can't wait either. (laughs) It is about damn time Sarah Morris gets back inside the octagon. I thought it was really interesting to hear that since January, from the sounds of it, she has been in contact with the UFC Every single week. And they came back and kept saying, oh, we'll have something for you next week. We'll have something for you next week. That's got to piss someone off. That's got to, that would get right under my skin. And, And good honor to get on Twitter and push and get her fans behind her to get her back inside the octagon. She'll take on Jessica Andrade on the same night as her training partner and teammate Matt Dwyer, UFC Fight Night 71, in just over a week's time. Very, very excited about that one. 
Said I was going to talk Invicta FC 13. Christian Cyborg Justino takes on Faith Van Duin in the main event for the featherweight title. Tanya Evinger in the co-main event takes on Irene Aldana for the bantamweight championship. And the atomweight title is on the line as Harika Tiburkio takes on Aki Ayaka Hamasaki for that 105-pound gold. This is her first title defense. It'll be interesting to see how she does. She absolutely dominated Michelle Waterson in their outing. So it'll be interesting to see how Tuberkio does against Hamasaki. This entire fight card airs on UFC Fight Pass. Marina Shafir is in there. Uh, Ronda Rousey, stablemate. Uh, Amy Cadwell, Montenegro takes on Jamie Moyle. Great, great fight. That's one of our... Um, writers, Roxanne Modafferi's training partner. She's very excited about this one. Amber Brown takes on Catherine Costigan. And uh, Penny Kianzad takes on Jessica Rose Clark. So, seven fight card, UFC fight pass on Thursday evening beginning at 8 o'clock. So, if you're listening to this one after it was dropped on Thursday morning, then you might have missed out on Invicta FC 13. But you might have lucked out because... Uh, you know, it's on Fight Pass. It's free. If you have Fight Pass, then you might be able to watch it again. Go figure. Uh, UFC Tonight was on last night, and they broke a few stories. Dana White was on the show, and he announced that... <clears throat> excuse me. Rashad Evans will take on Ryan Bader. That fight was projected on last week's episode of UFC Tonight. Ariel Hawani talked about that. And Dana White came on this week and confirmed that story. Ariel Hawani had a few little news blips that I want to touch on. Former contender Dan Hardy is planning a full training camp at the end of 2015. Hopes to be cleared to fight after further testing. Would be awesome to see the outlaw back inside the octagon. It's been great hearing him do the commentating thing, but I would love to see him back in the cage because he was one of my favorite fighters and I'm not afraid to say that. Khabib Nurmagomedov, his rehab seems to be going well. The lightweight is eyeing an October-November return, and he would like to get in there against possibly Al Iaquinta. And uh, so on the other side of things, Iaquinta is getting checked out next Monday and may need surgery, but guess what? If he doesn't, he wants a piece of Khabib. Heavyweights, Travis Brown and Ben Rothwell look to want to fight against each other. <laughs> Travis Brown's manager uh, let Ariel Helwani know that Brown wants Rothwell next, and Travis hasn't forgotten Ben calling him out back in 2013. Also in the heavyweight division, Cain Velasquez, former heavyweight champion, came out of his fight against Fabricio Verdum relatively unscathed and would like to fight in October at UFC 192. There is no word on an opponent or whether that outing and event is confirmed for Velasquez, but that is when he would like to fight next. Remember, this weekend we have UFC 189, the Ultimate Fighter 21 finale and on Thursday night in Victor FC 13, it is International Fight Week. Enjoy it, my friends. Live it. Love it. Watch MMA. And thank you to my sponsor, ProAmBelts.com, for all your championship belt needs. These guys are where you want to get it. 
Check out their website, proambelts.com, for all your belt needs. Make sure you like MMA Sucka on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, at MMA Sucka. You can follow myself on Twitter and keep up with the ongoing things of Jeremy Brand at JeremyBrand604. It's not just mixed martial arts over there. It's other rambling things about family life and whatnot, um, other sporting things, and everything else going on in my life. So make sure you check that out. Thank you all for listening. It has been a doozy of an episode. And uh, you can catch me on the flip side next week. Next Thursday, a new episode will drop. So with that, I am out. It's the radio. It's the, it's the radio. Sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio. It's the, it's the radio. Sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. Out. <laughs>